All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Welcome to episode 473 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and joining me are Lonnie. Hello, Lonnie. What's up? And Ken. Hey. And Mark. Greetings. Today we're going to rank the songs that KISS has covered. Which is the best KISS cover ever? Which is the best cover KISS ever did? We'll find out soon. But first, let's get into the news. And Ken, you picked up on some news. What have you seen lately? Well, I mean, the biggest deal was uh, KISS had... You know their shows over in uh, England, and uh, uh, they did some sound checks, uh, which they haven't done in a while. And also, uh, there was one uh, little sound check, which was interesting if you watch it on video. It's out there; you can find it. It's on YouTube um, with Paul Stanley, Tommy Thayer, and Eric Singer. They're behind the uh, the soundboard area. Um, and you know where they mix things, uh, and they're obviously trying to, you know, see, play their instruments. You're not actually playing any songs in this video, but they're you know, they're playing instruments to get this, you know, where the sounds come. See if the sound is right back where it's uh, where they were standing. So that was interesting. The other the other few were uh, were actual songs that they did on stage, um, and they did shock me. Which was, you know, it was actually good, a good performance of Shock Me. I enjoyed that. Um, and then uh, Christine 16, as they usually do, um, and then Hotter Than Hell. And uh, and all of them were, you know, okay. You know, Paul sounded not too bad, actually, on Hotter Than Hell, you know, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it was kind of cool to see that because we haven't seen anything like that in a while. Yeah, and Paul in denim. I, I don't think I've seen that since uh, the tour of '88. That's kind of cool. Mm. <clears throat> so, um, Lana, have you seen any of the the clips from from the European tour? Yeah, I mean, it looks it's it's the soundtracks are are probably the most interesting thing. Um, I think the show itself is, um, you know, it, it's too, what what was expected. It's basically the same show we've been getting for. Did they play? Did they, did they play? Did they play "Making Love" now, or or didn't? They are play playing "Making Love." Oh, yeah, they are playing, which is cool. <laughs> which is cool. I mean, it's you know, I, I guess it's something, you know, different. You know, so you know, it the, the tour is what it is. You know, and I wouldn't expect any kind of major changes on these last 50, 60, whatever dates it. How many dates we have? So. I mean, it's it's exciting though. I mean, but it's most people that are seeing them in Europe. Obviously, this is the last time. Most majority of the people, this is the last time they're going to see them. It's, everybody's posting pictures of their last Kiss show, and you know, I, and I think this time we could really, really buy in that this really is the last time. Yeah, Mark, anything you want to add? 
to the yeah i think you muted you did i can sorry that was me sorry i was i was checking out the sound check there uh yeah yeah, i I, I just checked out them like not long ago uh surprisingly paul sounds not too bad you know i was expecting him to sound like you know all cackle right but it's not too bad uh gene you know gene's good he's his vocals have never been an issue so christine 16 sounds fine uh yeah, and Shock Me was good. I mean, I think Tommy gets, you know, some bad rap always just because he's Tommy Thayer and he's not Ace, you know, which I think is a good thing, to be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, it's 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 good, though. He, he did a good job. I think he plays the songs good. He sings good, you know. Yeah, yeah he doesn't sound like Ace, but, you know. Solid, solid. It, yeah, but it, it sounds good, you know. Just, you know, not everybody can be like Ace, right? Ah! So, you know, his vocals are one of a kind, that's for sure, with Ace. But Tommy's a good singer. He did this. I think he does the song justice. And, you know, I think I think the clips were actually decent. I have to agree with Lonnie that those are probably the more interesting parts of the videos of late. Because, you know, we've seen the show a hundred times in this, you know, arrangement with the pods and blah, blah, blah. You know how it is. You know, it's nothing new anymore with this. No. That's true. Uh, I guess that's uh, the KISS news this week. The European tour has started and I'm going to be at two shows in uh, in Sweden. Uh, I can't wait. I think it'll be a great experience. Uh, but what about you guys? Did you get any KISS stuff this week? I know Ken got something. I did get the delivery finally. Um, I got the KISS Alive I didn't have the. I didn't get the picture disc. I got the the colored vinyl. Here it is. Mm. Yep. And ooh, I actually put the sticker on the cover. Yeah, I do. Wow. Is that yeah, a no no or what? No, you know, no I, I do know. it. Well, some people, some things. Different don't. schools. Different. Schools. I do it on some, and then I do it on inner sleeves and some. I, I switch it around, but the mm. or I don't put it on at all. You know. I, I want to see the inside of that album. Is it so inside? You, well, yeah. Let's open this inside part here, which is the. Uh, That's the way it was supposed to look all, all, all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, you know pretty cool. Um, yeah. uh, that was like a fold out, uh, in uh, all of it was a fold out, and originally, you know, the CD when it originally came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is cool. Then the inner sleeves are are good, you know, with all the pictures. I got a question mm. for you, Ken. After you're done showing it. Cool and picture. then the key thing, yeah, okay. And then the key thing here is the, the vinyl. And actually, this side looks better. I think it's like more like mm, fire, nice. you know, kind of. It's yeah. like the color in the logo on, on the cover, yeah. Like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Some of them, you know, it's different on every side, of course, because it's just the squashing of <laughs> of the stuff. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, so so that, that's the idea. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Ken, I'm very curious about one thing. Did they correct any of the errors on the inside there? Like when they're listing the songs on oh, there, that. did they still have I Was Made For Loving You from Dress to Kill on there? Here it is right here. It says, Creatures of Night, I lo- uh, watching you. I just want to take it off. Heaven's fire. I Was Made For Loving You. It's from Dynasty. Oh, they fixed it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good. They actually put it to work. The only thing they they messed up on that, because every other one they say like "Look It Up" is from "Look mm-hmm. It Up" album. You know, Detroit City is from Destroyer album. 
that's the only one where they don't say album after Dynasty, so they they still blew it in a way because it's <laughs> inconsistent with the rest of them. Every yeah. other one says album, album, album. Good but what I, did they say? Watching you is from, from Dynasty. Dynasty. What about that's watching it. you? Is watching you Dynasty correct? Album. Watch, oh, watching you is from Hotter Than Hell album. Okay, good. Because I know there was another uh, one that they botched. They on still there messed too, it up. They, sh- they they needed to put album after Dynasty, but uh, oh well. The next the next uh, forty year anniversary, yeah. they can get it. <laughs> yeah. Anniversary. Yeah. In yeah. twenty thirty three, they can get that fixed. Yeah. <laughs> and you, Mark or or Lana, did you get anything? Um, I got my life three. Yeah. Um, it came on Thursday, so that's. I, I got the same one, kinda. I, I didn't get the the picture disc. Although I've That's seen the same one. I've seen yeah. Although I've seen pictures of that of that picture disc. Those are those are pretty cool. With you know the oh the picture disc, the, yeah. With the Paul and the Gene yeah. and the Bruce and the Eric mm-hmm. pictures. Those are those are pretty slick looking for sure. Uh, I did order one as well, but of course, in typical fashion, I, I have still not received mine yet. Kiss online. I'm looking at you. Uh, mine is held up in. Illinois, for some reason, it's been there for five days. Apparently, sitting in there, according Uh-oh. to their tracking system. Your whole country's on fire. They don't want to ship anything up. There. <laughs> it's on fire. You're on fire, Mark. Fire. You're on yeah. fire. fire. It was actually pretty fire. interesting, though. That the other day, it was so over, like it was so misty from the smoke here. Like it was like dark already, like four o'clock because of this because of the smoke. It was really weird. Jeez. Oh, I've been. We've been through that. Yeah, that. I remember yeah. Ken had some big fires around him a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so so that's the stuff you got this week. Uh, let's move on to some of the comments from last week. I think it was, was it just the three of you last week? I think uh, so. I wasn't here last week. Yeah. I think it's me. The, yeah. Yep. Some of the comments uh, 428 Rocker 68. All killer, no filler albums for me would be Animalize and Lick It Up. Mm. Favorite non-makeup band outfits would be Animalize. I love the leather and animal skins. <laughs> David Moore, uh, to answer how is Vinny paying the bills after only six people showed up at his, his <laughs> latest show? Well, he doesn't pay any of the people. Mr. Wilkie does not get paid. He gets some swag given to him. And he did get a couple of guitars. Shaq mm-hmm. McFarlane, Mark was on fire. And if I heard correctly, he said that Gene Simmons is going to, you're going to burn in hell. Yeah. Did you say that Gene Simmons is going to burn in hell? Uh, Maybe you did. Maybe you Not did. specifically like that, but it's somewhere along those lines. Yeah. Bjorn again, 76, uh, uh, a devoted listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five songs that should be better known to the general public. Good Girl Gone Bad, Charisma, What Makes the World Go Round, My Way, and Exciter. And this guy called Matt, he said, Mark has been swearing a lot uh, this episode, (laughs) which he never does. It is not your style. So shame on you. (laughs) And other mentions are Jason Leonard, a devoted listener, Charles Bronson, he, he always comments on the episodes. F- Bill Phelps and Titania Bell. Uh, we do appreciate your comments and keep them coming. So, should we move on into today's topic, maybe? Sure. 
Today's topic is, of course, the the songs that Kiss have covered, and all of you guys voted favorite to least favorite. Fifteen points for your favorite, one point for the least favorite. And let's take a look at the average score. I'll show it here on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, you will be able to see this. Here are the five songs that didn't make the cut. In last place, When You Wish Upon a Star. In 14th place, Venus and Mars. 13, Any Way You Want It. 12, Then She Kissed Me. And 11, Star Spangled Banner. So those songs didn't even make the cut. Uh, I don't know if you want to comment on any of those songs. Let's go to Ken. Do you have anything to say about those songs that didn't make the cup? Any surprises? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean... And you see uh, the average score to to the right there. So when you wish upon yeah, a star... Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you wish upon a star, <clears throat> obviously no one cares for it. Uh, it wasn't my lowest. I mean, I understand it. Excuse me. Um, I, it was... That song... Even though it's a bottom, I understand it. Gene's vocal on that is obviously, he can do better than that vocal. That vocal is not a good vocal. But supposedly he was, they they took the take that was where he was all choked up and kind of like crying about it, you know, yeah. as he was as he was singing it. So, <clears throat> and they decided to keep that. So I, me, I would have rather them just, pull, you know, pulled off a great vocal, which he can do if he wants to. Uh, I think the song would probably be higher, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a Disney song and, and so on, but I, I think it would be higher. I mean, it was higher on on my list than that, but uh, yeah, it, it yeah. is a, what it is. Um, some of the other ones are, yeah, maybe okay. Uh, I kind of agree with, and some I don't. I don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, when you wish upon a star was pretty low on your list, Mark. But uh, what do yeah. you have to say about those? Well, I mean, Gene Hater. I can I can understand why why uh, you know why they maybe took that you know emotional version of it for the vocal. I, mean, I wonder if there's a version around there where he's like so teared up that he like he has like a handkerchief like when you wish <laughs> vocal starts blowing his nose, he's all crying. You know, you know? More, more, more entertaining maybe. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great to hear that. I mean. <laughs> You know, to, to hear him all emotional and slobbering in a handkerchief, uh, but you know, I I don't that song. The very first time I heard that, I, I was actually very surprised. I thought that I thought it was an error. I thought that really they must have printed the wrong song on the CD or something. But it, it's just un so ungene like. But then that whole CD sort of is. It. I mean, people were expecting heavy metal Gene, and they got like you know Walt Disney Gene, right? So. Uh, but the other songs too. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, any way you want it is just terrible. You know, Venus and Mars. I've, I mean, it's not a look. I'm not a big Paul McCartney solo guy, so you know, it it doesn't really it doesn't affect me one way or another. But the, then she kissed me is also horrendous, you know. But the, the Star Spangled Banner actually I thought could have gone up a little bit higher. I mean, it's not a bad song but I, I really like the way they they arranged it for the for the show and how they mm -hmm. you know synced it with all the pyro and stuff like that i thought it was a really good way to end the show and to show their americana so to speak just, uh yes just a quick point on that um because that one is taken from you know it's, it's alive right you know yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um they did do other 
songs live like the, you know won't get fooled again or or something right. like the way back yeah. uh and a couple you know oh susanna <laughs> Oh yeah, that, but, that but, has yeah, to make the list. But right? I guess we're not we're not counting those unless it was actually got on an official release. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Lonnie. Yeah, I mean the songs that are on the bottom are yeah. aren't surprising. I mean the majority of them were were in my bottom, you know, five as well. Mm-hmm. Um I think you had any way you wanted dead last. I think, about yes, I did. Why I, do you, I, why I, do you I mean, hate that song so much? Well, that's a, that's a great question for me, is why do I hate something? Because I always, I always ask you guys. But anyone who wanted, Mark said it, it is horrendous. It's, I, I, when, when that song comes on, I'm, I'm done listening to it live, too. I, I can't make it through it. It's why they wow. chose, why, yeah, why they chose that to end a live, too. When you had... Mm-hmm. You know, we've heard some of the other songs that were rejected for for Love Gone in, in, in that era. That why we chose to throw that on there to close out that album is is really kind of mind blowing. It is, it is, it's my dead last on the covers, and it it might be pretty close to dead last. Well, I can't say that because there there are worse Kiss songs than that. So you know, <laughs> yeah, there are. Well, yeah. th- thanks for your 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 take on that. And let's reveal number 10. Number 10 is... Yeah, let's see. What do we like this? Odyssey of the Elder. Hmm. So, Mark, what do you have to say about this cover? Odyssey. Well, uh, actually, it's ironic because on my list, it's almost in that position. I think I had it in number nine. Uh, it's... It's one of those songs where it's not a bad song. I mean, it's just it's just hearing Kiss do it though, it just doesn't I don't think it suits it very well. And you know, the way Paul sings it is very surprising for Paul Stanley, the way he we're so used to hearing him sing. You know, he's very singing like this, you know, very full voice operatic singing, you know. So uh it, like I said, if if it was anybody else who did it, maybe if it was like another band, maybe it wouldn't be such a you know shocking song but i think with with kiss doing it and and it also didn't help that it was on that album to begin with too i mean no. you know once you get to that song you're already so you know you're so already like you know so shocked from everything else you've heard to that point that that doesn't help either once it gets to that so it's, it's not it's definitely not the bottom five but it's not a great song yeah maybe we have to make it clear what goes into a great cover for you Mark, maybe you can explain what what you think is a great cover. What makes a good cover? Well, usually for me, I like songs that are uh, different from the original in some ways. I mean, a lot of the times, like that's why I've always liked Yes, is because they'll do a song like they did a Beatles song. Uh, I forget what the song is from their first album, uh, but they did a they did a Beatles song, and they totally changed. Like you would never even have known that it was a. a a Beatles song until they got to the chorus of it. So I, I think that when, and even like America, they did America by Paul Simon, and you would never know that it was America until certain parts of the song. For me, I think when you take a song and kind of make it more your own yeah. style, like the band style, mm-hmm. I think that's that that's what makes a, a cover strong. I mean, unless if you're gonna do it uh, uh, like exactly the way it is. I think it has to be performed like really, really well. Like, like 
better than the original, which is very difficult to do, right? Otherwise, I would just say that for me, that what I look for is some some changes in it. Some, you know, put your element of your band in it. You know, yeah. I think a lot of bands mm -hmm. do that well. I have to agree with what Mark said. Uh, Lana, do you have anything to add? What goes into a great cover? You know, I, I think it's, you know, be, being true to the original to a certain extent, but mm -hmm. at the same time, um, putting your own signature and your own your own take on it, yeah. kind of yeah. making it your own. But at the same, but it, 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 it's difficult. You know, you, you want to be true to the original mm -hmm. as much as possible at the same time. Yeah. And what about you, Ken? Yeah, I agree. You know, you want to, you know, make it your own, um, but without uh, messing up the integrity of the original, especially if you have no reminiscence, you know, if there's no, uh, <clears throat> if you don't replicate the, the chorus, you know, which is usually the most important thing and you totally destroy that, then lots of times it's, it turns out to be a, a horrible Cover because it doesn't it doesn't even sound anything like the original. No. Uh, yeah. and, th and there's a lot of cases I've seen where they just ruin where people ruin, uh, you know, songs. Yeah. Uh, when they do a cover, but uh, yeah, they make it their own, but keep the integrity of the song. Uh, it's it's usually pretty good. Yeah. Great, just great one thing. Ideas. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, Daniel. One thing. The song that I was thinking of is "Every Little Thing." That's the Beatles song that they. Oh, did. every little thing. Okay. Everything. Yeah. Uh, Lonnie just went away, so let's go. To <laughs> so, uh, he was ordered to do yeah. the laundry. I think. Let's hear. Yeah. Let's hear your take on Odyssey, Ken. Odyssey. Um, yeah. uh, oddity, maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was actually lower on my list, uh, and I love music from the Elder. I love that album. I yeah. think it's great. That is the low point for me of that album. Mm. Um, the the problem is yes. I think they tried to be so drastic with, you know, the I am just a boy, you know, Paul with the high voice, you know, the, yeah. the young child voice kind mm -hmm. of thing. And then they go, okay, now he's a man. You're going to sing in a low <laughs> voice, you know, <laughs> like Mark said, operatic or whatever. Yeah. I think I call it like a, a the Broadway voice or whatever, yeah. like you're in a play on stage. Um, uh, yes, that's that's the problem with that. Is I think if you sing it in as normal, it, that song would have been a heck of a lot better. Just changing the vocal yeah. alone. Yeah. Personally, I have to say I think it was an oddball choice for for the record, but 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 it's it's an oddball record overall. So uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think and it's yeah. not that different from the original. I think I think I think they haven't added a whole lot of stuff to it that no, improved the, the original song. So that's why yeah. it's pretty low on my list. I don't even remember where it was, but it was let's see, I gave it I gave it four points. So it wasn't at at the bottom but but close to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And I think it's where it deserves to be. But but it's still you know, they made an effort and they tried to make it their own, but I don't know if they really but, succeeded. But Daniel, yeah. I mean, this this is this is a good example of a song where uh, they literally could have just took the singer's voice out, had Paul sing over the original music, and it would have been it would have yeah, just probably problem. sounded the same. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the problem. Mm. They didn't do a whole lot of it with it. So, Lonnie, what about the Odyssey? Um, you know, it's it's it's. It's very different, obviously. It's not what you I mean. It kind of fit, fits in vain with the I mean, look where the album that comes off of with the elders. So, 
it's not my favorite song on the elder nor is it my favorite kiss cover you know i i think it's it's ranked pretty properly um in our list i think probably all four of us probably had it you know middle middle third or or, or lower than that yeah. so and i think i think it, it's deserving where it is okay let's move on to the next one so in 10th place odyssey with an average score of 5.25 that's pretty low let's mm. see the next one the next one in ninth place is tossing and turning <laughs> with an average score of six so long maybe you can get us started on tossing and turning yeah so that one i where did i put it at? i put tossing and turning um uh, i put it at 10th so i didn't have it you know extremely high i think it's it's fine actually and, and it you know they the band even played it live a little bit on the dynasty tour too and you know i i, I think it's a it's a decent peter song that um kind of it fits in with with peter's solo album pretty pretty well it doesn't like the fact that there's a cover right in the middle of it, it doesn't like you know like a lot of times when a band puts a cover on an album it's kind of like ooh, and there's this cover and it kind of just doesn't gel very well yeah. with the rest mm, of the album right. um but i think that song really fits in the vein of, of peter's album what and what he was trying to to get across to the audience um i think it's fine i think peter does a great job on it actually and um you know it's 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 not my least favorite but it's not my favorite either but i you know i think it, it fits well for for what it is yeah interesting point uh what about you mark um yeah this song it's, it's interesting uh i remember the first time i heard it uh it it does suit paul's appalled peter's solo album i i have to agree with lonnie that uh when you listen to it in context with the other songs on there it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb at all it's you know because you you, all, you knew that he was going to go for well once you've listened to it you knew that he was going for like a soul slash disco sort of or uh you know that kind of groove in the music but uh just when you compare it to like kiss songs in general though i mean it's just such an odd song and i mean the thing that's always kind of scarred my memory is the very first time i watched that dynasty live video that they did and they played this. I mean, just seeing Gene in that huge, you know, demon outfit and him going, do, 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 do. It's like, wow. Like, it just sounded just really odd hearing him sing these backing vocals to a song that just, I just don't think they should have did it. I think they could have did a better song off of Peter's record for that, for the, for the Kiss show. You know, I mean, if, if, if this was a, like a Peter Chris solo show, you can do whatever he wants, right? But, I had it about what did I have it number twelve out of fifteen. I had it pretty low. I never never really liked that song to to be quite honest. Yeah, Ken. Yeah, um, I kind of always enjoyed it. I liked you know the way he did it. Um, it's pretty sticks to the original uh, from nineteen sixty one, the old Bobby Lewis song. I think I probably mm -hmm. heard that when I was wow. the year I was year year I was born. Um, it came out, so it's, it's, it's been around a long time. Um, but uh, I probably heard it then, you know, when I was not even paying attention. It was probably on the radio or something like that. I was like a baby or something. But uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was, it was a pretty cool song. Um, yeah, it's not it's not the greatest song, uh, but 
I think that the reason he put that on his album because he has he had trouble sleeping um, <laughs> at night. According to him, he 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 has a hard time sleeping, and that's probably all the cocaine. All. You know, he was going. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe you just need to stop that, and you might be able to. See yeah, it. But, uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty cool song. Um, I, I enjoy it. It's it's not the greatest cover they've done, but it's not the worst. I think had it around eight on my list. Okay, uh, I have to agree with you guys. I think what Lana said just uh, you 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 hit the nail on the head there. It's a, it's a it suits the record. Nothing special, but it suits the record. Okay, let's move on to number eight. Number eight is Rock and Roll Radio. Do you remember Rock and Roll Radio? Uh, let's go hmm. to uh, Mark for this one. Rock and Roll Radio. Okay, well, for me, this song was, I think, number 10 on my list. Uh, why? I think I mentioned this once before because I think we did an episode about uh, maybe not cover songs, but talking about certain songs that they did uh, maybe on soundtracks or something like that. But uh, I'm not a big Ramones fan. And I think this is why it never really uh, stood out for me. I mean, when, when I heard that they did, when they, when they did this, I, I was, it's not something that I really ran out to and I have, I have to hear it, you know, because I, because again, I don't, I don't like the Ramones too much. I mean, they're not a bad band. It's just I, I was never into the punk scene, like the whole Sex Pistols and the Clash and all that stuff. I mean, it just to me, it was just you, you got to remember, I, I'm come from the uh, the prog side of stuff. So, and us prog guys no. are like punk. <laughs> what the hell is that? Like, yeah. you know. So we 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 always kind of poo pooed on that kind of stuff. So. Uh, I was never into the Ramones and that. So I, I couldn't possibly put it low, like the lowest because of that, because it's still, they, they did it good. Like they, they sang it good. Right. Uh, but you know, it's still not, not anything that I would ever go and try to seek out personally. Yeah. I think uh, Venus, these are the two latest uh, covers. They did Venus and Mars and rock and roll radio. I think mm. Venus and March, Mars, it, it reminds me of some, you know some of those Bruce Kulick, no Bob Kulick tribute albums where someone has mm. recorded the music and you just add the vocals. But rock and roll radio still feels like it has some Kiss vibes to it, uh, and I guess you mm. as a pro guitarist have a may might have a hard time you know uh, liking the 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 whole punk scene where it's about simplicity and playing the same stuff over and over. Um, I kind of enjoyed this one. I had it a bit higher than you guys. So I was kind of surprised when they did that, that cover. And I think, I think it sounds pretty good. Uh, it's a late addition to the kiss catalog. And I, I remember appreciating it when it, when it came out, but what about you, Lonnie? You know, I, I was excited when that came out in like 2000, maybe Three. 2002, early 2003, maybe something yeah. around in there, um, because we hadn't gotten anything from Kiss since since '98. From since yeah, those were some lean years there, 2002, <laughs> three, four, right? Yeah. So we hadn't gotten anything. Nope. Um, the band had gone on a farewell tour. There was nothing going on, you know. And then all of a sudden, oh, here's this kiss cover song like 
oh wow, like you know, I ran out and I ran out and got it. I think you know, the day it came out, even I was, you know, I was excited for it, and, and I remember listening to it quite a bit when it came out. But I ranked it a little bit lower because it's not something I've really gone back to a whole lot um, since that time. It's it's not something like I, I don't I don't ever really seek it out or or you know think oh I want I oh I miss listening to that type thing. So I ranked it. I, I it's good. I like the Gene and the Paul sharing the vocals, um, which is you know very unique and very cool. But it's just not something that I've really. I don't, I don't think it, it aged very well for me. Well, okay. me and Lonnie had on the same wavelength this time for a song. <laughs> well, it doesn't have very often. Oh, well, Ken. Yeah, I always kind of liked it. I think they did a great job of it. Actually, to my in, in my opinion, I think I, I you know I'm not like Mark where I don't like the rounds. I like to you know I like some of their stuff is you know pretty cool. I think that that they've mm -hmm. done, um, but. Uh, I think, to for me, I think I, I like this better. It's it's a, it's better than the original Ramones version, uh, in my opinion. I think Kiss, you know, wow. they did their they did their uh, Kissified it to a degree. Um, yeah. uh, so I, I enjoy. I always enjoy that song. Um, good vocals, yeah, like Daniel said, back and forth and that sort of stuff. Um, so it was, you know, pretty high. On, eh, I think it ran nine on my list. Uh, so it's pretty close to what, what it ended up as being. So yeah, it's one of their better covers that they did. Yeah, I think you 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 nailed it. They kissified it. They, they managed to mm -hmm. make it sound like kiss song. Okay, let's move on to number seven. Number seven is kissing time and you see a bit of a jump in the mm -hmm. average score from mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these three below are pretty close now we move up until uh, onto an average score of nine out of 15 so you guys had this pretty yeah. high on your lists ken okay. um what do you have to say about kissing time an early cover kissing time um yeah i mean I enjoy it uh, to a degree. I mean, it's on the first album. It sounds Kiss. It blends in with the. It blends in pretty well with the other music, on that album. At least the production. <laughs> uh, it's pretty close, obviously. Um, I don't know what I had it on mine. Uh, oh yeah, I did have about seven. So, um, it's right on where I thought it should be. Uh, yeah, I, I. It's kind of. It's a fun song. Was it the right song to? to cover i don't know i'm not sure about that some people really don't like the song at all um but i still think it's it's definitely you hear it it's 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 kiss it's kiss you know um it's 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 pretty on you know close to the original i guess version but it's obviously you know again like the other one you know you call it kissified or what do you want to call it uh it's it's definitely blends in with the first album pretty good so it's it's a decent song lonnie you know i um i had it right at seven so it's mm -hmm. a pretty locked up where i had it you know it's it's decent it's it's good like ken said you know it fits in well enough on the first album you know it is a little it is a little bit of a of a jump when you go in when you're listening to side two of 
of the original album then all of a sudden you know there you know you have songs like like hundred thousand years and, and black diamond and things like that on there and oh here's kissing time and it's That's just competition right it, it's a little it's a little <laughs> different but but like ken said production wise it you know it, it fits in well enough but it, it but it's a decent song and it's and it's the original band and it's 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 fun enough at the same time that that i had it ranked you know kind of kind of middle of the pack it's 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 i have no quorums with it or anything like that it's it's fine yeah mark well i have it at number six uh mm. for me i when i was going through the these songs i went through it i i had to when i honestly thought about it i don't really dislike this song i mean the only thing the only part of this song i don't like is just off the top that whole pop 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 and then wake up detroit hello sandy like that whole part is just like if they would have got rid of that i think the rest of the song would have been great because i think gene's voice is fantastic on this song like his voice mm -hmm. he has such a good rasp to it and number one thing that i like about it is that it's way better than the original the original version of this song is so shit like that anytime is a kissing time to do do as i really yeah uh, that won't be i won't be watching that anytime soon trust me but th that that whole thing at the in the chorus just really bugs me that whole marching drum thing that they put in there and everything it just the, the whole swinging vibe of the original is just terrible i i think they they really took this and made it definitely more of a kiss song I, and i know that they hate it but i think actually it's not that bad a song you know uh i think over the years for me personally i've gotten used to it more on the album than i did when i first you know, the first couple of times I heard, I'd like to, as, as I've listened to it more and more, I just find that it suits the record, and it's not that bad a cover. Believe it, as we we already said, there's been much worse covers than that on yeah. the, the Kiss albums. So, mm -hmm. I think th this is the one of the Kiss covers that we all kind of, you know, enjoyed to some extent because mm -hmm. um, from the seven positions from one to seven. We all have the same songs so, and this mm. one got nine from mm. ken eight from me ten from mark and nine from lonnie so it's we, mm. we kind of rank it the same and now we move into the top songs the six finalists and uh, let's mm. see what the next one is it is this one let's see if i can go with that one i'll just have to add that thing over there like that Number six. Number six is Is That You from Unmasked with an average score of 10.75. So that's pretty high. You know, the maximum is 15. So we all kind of rank this song pretty high. Let's go to Lana for this one. Yeah, I have it right at, at six also. Um, yeah. It's it the it, it's it's good in the fact that when you when I heard I I had to look it up that it was a cover and I <laughs> um you know what I mean I, I didn't buy Dynasty the day I mean Unmasked the day it came out you know I I listened to it and I I, I bought the CD you know I don't know ninety five let's just say and put it on and and I knew Shandy but that was really about it when I bought Unmasked it was probably one of the last Kiss albums that I bought when going back and buying the back catalog just because there wasn't a whole lot like that stood out for me 
looking at it at the record store and the cover sucks. So it wasn't like something that I really sought out and probably one of the last ones that I bought. And I just remember putting it on, listening to it and like, Oh, well, you know, it, it's, you know, that this is how it starts off. It's, it's kind of poppy. And I had heard that this album is kind of poppy and um, it wasn't until I know, I, I think I put it on the car. Then I got home and look, was looking through the liner. I was, Oh, I, I guess that's a cover song. It, I, so I, and I think that's good that it, again, it doesn't stand out as something different. And it's very unusual that they let off the album with a cover, obviously, too. That's not something yeah. that, that's Never done happened. very often by, by, not something that very happens often by, by any band, much less no. Kiss. So um, I, I think it's a good song, though, actually. I mean, they played it live. It sounded good on the on the, uh, on the Unmasked tour. And, um, you know, they, they really, we were talking about earlier, they really made it their own and it, it blends in very nicely with, what they were trying to accomplish with Unmasked. Yeah, I have to second uh, Lon on this one. It blends in really good with the rest of the songs, and I never understood that it was a Kiss cover until way later, mm -hmm. maybe in the 90s. Um, after a few years of listening to Kiss, I understood that it was a cover. It works well, even though I think it might be the weakest opener on any Kiss album, <laughs> one of the weakest openers at least. Uh, but it's it's an okay song. It, it's pretty good. Uh, what about you, Mark? What, what do you have to say about Is That You from Unmasked? Uh, I had it number seven on my list. Uh, much like you guys when I got this album. And again, me and Lonnie seem to be in lockstep with this. I got Unmasked last. It was my very last Kiss album I bought from the back catalog. And again, it's because much like Lonnie, Every time I saw it and I saw the cover, I was like, what is this? Like, it just that didn't appeal to me as a Kiss album like the other albums did for some reason. Uh, I grabbed it eventually. And when I put it on, I, I thought it was interesting. It was, you know, pretty rocking song. And, you know, and but I was one of those guys even early on. But, you know, this is not really early because, like I said, I got this last. Uh, I was already one of those guys who was always looking at who's the songwriter and who produced this and this and that. And then when I saw the name of the songwriter, like, Who's that? Like, there's no Stanley, no, no Simmons. So right away, I was like, okay, this is not a Kiss song. So it, 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 it kind of uh, made it more believable because there was elements of the song that just didn't seem like a Kiss song in it. You know, uh, at, lyrically especially, I thought there was a little bit more. I'm not gonna say dark, but it just was a little not as upbeat as some Kiss songs tend to be, right? So uh, that was a bit different, so that st stood out a bit. But uh, musically, I think it's not that bad. Uh, and, you know, they, they liked it enough to play it on tour. So, you know, I think it's not that that bad a song. Again, they have, they have much better covers, but it, it's far from a bad one. Yeah. Ken? Yeah, I, I remember when I first got the album and and I put that on and I heard that song I thought I thought something was weird about it that you know it doesn't sound like a kiss song a kiss written song it just didn't sound and then yeah sure enough it says it's someone you know written <laughs> by someone else uh I was like okay that's why um and the reason I think they let let off with that because that's that's really the hardest rocking song on Unmasked <laughs> I mean it, it, you know it's a pop rock you know, album type album, um, but that is probably the most rocking song uh, on the uh, on the album. 
So I can see why they put it there, even though it's not their best, you know, song or anything, but it's, it's still a decent song, good song. Uh, you know, I enjoy it uh, much better than a lot of other covers that they've done, um, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. It's it's not my favorite one. It's obviously not a Kiss style song, but uh, it still works. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the top five, and mm. in fifth position. It is. I'm back, back in the new job. <laughs> yeah, the problem with this one, I think it's it's really similar to the original, even though it's with a big hit and it's still played everywhere. Uh, I think it's a bit too similar to the original when you compare to some of the the songs in in the top positions. It's still a good cover, and I know Ace didn't want to do this. It, it was someone else who suggested this, and it was a real home run for him. And uh, to this day, this song is played over all over the world, and it's his biggest hit ever. And um, I kind of enjoy it when he plays it live, you know, with that guitar, you know, the strobe, uh, the lights going out of the guitar. I think it's kind of cool, and Everyone knows it's and uh, it sounded good on the re reunion tour. I think I, I really enjoyed it when they played it live on the reunion tour, and it's a good song, but not in my top three. But uh, still a good song, and it got the average score of 11.5 out of 15. So all you guys had it pretty high. Ken, where did you have it, and what do you have to say about New York Groove? Yeah, I mean, I had it at six, so it's, it's almost right on. Um, I think it's a yeah, it's a good. Obviously, it was a good choice to whoever suggested it. I don't know if it was the producer or somebody. I can't remember whether Eddie Kramer or someone else. But uh, yeah, it was a good good idea to pick that song. Obviously, it was became a hit. You know, pretty pretty decent hit single uh the only one out of all the solo albums so uh and it, it fits you know new york they come from new york it just kind of fits the whole thing um and it's a it's a it's a catchy song uh it's, it's enjoyable when i you know listen to it uh, so i like their performance like in 79 largo you know that one they do it on and they're kind of having fun with it on the stage uh that old bootleg um, so good song uh russ ballard song written song right um so mm -hmm. and he's written some pretty you know cool songs i think he ace has done one or two more uh, of those songs of his songs so it's mm -hmm. it's a good song that's why it's where it's at lonnie it's good. I mean, I had it ranked um, number two on my list. Actually, I, mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoy New York Groove. It's it's um it's 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 basically a Kiss classic. Even though you know, obviously Ace <laughs> hasn't been in the band for twenty plus years. I mean, it's still I still look at it as a Kiss classic, right up there with you know just about anything else. Like you guys were mentioning them playing it on the reunion tour. Um, you know, I, I saw him very early on on the reunion tour, and you know, it's 1996. You know, you couldn't just look up on the internet what what songs they played opening night at, at Tiger Stadium. So, you know, less than a week later, they're playing in St. Louis, and they play New York Groove, and like, oh, 
my brother and I like high five at each other during the song. I'm like, oh, can you believe they're playing this? This is so freaking cool, you know. And he had the guitar and 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 everything, yeah. you know. So it, it it was really true to form and and just incredible. And you know, I I thought it was a shame that they didn't continue to play that song um, on on Cycle Circus and on Farewell because it is so such a a classic Kiss tune. I mean, I. I it's the only song they yeah. played off the solo albums on the reunion tour. It's it's that it's that great. And like Daniel said to start with, it, you know, it's still heard all around the world. I mean, you go watch a sporting event that a New York team is in, when they go to commercial break, a lot of the times you're gonna hear you're gonna hear that song when they come in or out of commercial break. Um it, it's a it's a classic. So I, I had it ranked even higher than what than what it, the consensus was. I you know think the, it worked kind of well live as well. I remember going to mm -hmm. Stockholm Stadium in 97 and he just switched New York to Stockholm mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> the crowd went ballistic. Back back in the Stockholm group and people went crazy. And I guess he did that for quite a few spots or shows. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it worked. What, what did you want to say there, Kevin? Oh, just, just to say that, you know, they, you know, they the kiss says they're only doing the hits in the in their tour and stuff. So, so why don't they they put this in there? You know, they can take out making love, um, and, and put in New York Groove and let Tommy sing one. Um, but you know, I guess that's sacrilege or, or something, whatever. But to have let Tommy sing it <clears throat> instead of Ace or whatever. But I, I think they that would have. To me, that would go over pretty darn well in mm -hmm. a live right. concert if yeah. they did it now instead of making love. Um, yeah, I just think it would make more sense to me. That the casual fans are definitely going to know it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mark, Mark, your take on New York Groove? You know, New, New York Groove. I had a number four. It's it, it is one of those songs, and like like everybody already said, this is probably the only one that's a bona fide hit off of the solo albums. But there's one thing about this song that always I was always wondering, like, whenever whenever I listen to it, I go, something about this song that sounds familiar to me. And, and I was always thinking, why is, why does this song, it, there's a hit because of, for a reason. And, and I finally figured it out. In 1977, a year before this came out, there was another song that came out that had a very similar production style to this song called We Will Rock You. How do you, how do, you do that? Do, 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 do. That whole... Do, oh, do, Queen. Do. Yeah, Queen. Yeah, that's on time. That that whole thing at the beginning that we do here on uh, New York Group, that whole the 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 it's the exact same sort of foot stomp thing that they do in We Will Rock You, except it's a different rhythm and it, the production of it is exactly the same. I mean, Eddie Kramer must have scooped it from Roy Thomas Baker that idea of doing that, and right away, you know, when when I hear it, and I'm sure lots of other people don't even realize it. They're kind of being reminded of "We Will Rock You." I guarantee you, when they hear that, because of that whole sound of that whole vibe at the beginning, and of course, you know, once it kicks in, it's much different, right? Because you don't have to have that dan to dan to dan to dan to guitar in there, that flange guitar. But that's a trademark of Ace, because we already heard it in "Rocket Ride" and stuff like that. That kind of a flanger guitar. So there's elements in the song that Eddie put in that people would know. That's you know, staple to Ace. And then that that's a really neat trick about doing that with that production because that that to me instantly reminds me of Queen and one of the biggest Queen songs that ever happened. So no wonder it did as good as it did. 
that's interesting. interesting. I, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. But 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 when you say it, it, it rings true. Okay, number four. Number four is 2000 Ooh. Man, another Ace Frehley classic. And I think Ace Frehley did a great cover of the Rolling Stones song. It supersedes the original. I never got the original. It sounded kind of strange. I guess mm. Rolling Stones were high on acid or something. <laughs> uh, that whole record is kind of strange. And, uh, and we do know that they, they did some stuff, the Rolling Stones, you know. Uh, but this one is he makes it his own. Uh, I enjoy the way he sings it, and it's a cool riff. It even sounded decent on the unplugged version, I think. Uh, so it's a classic Ace Frehley song, and it averaged 12 out of 15. So all you guys must have had it pretty high. Lonnie, wh where did you have this one, and, and what do you think about 2000 Man? I had it at four, right in lockstep with where mm -hmm. I had it. Um, I, it's not surprising that that this is ranked up there. It's a uh, again, it's it's almost in the same vein as as New York Groove, where um, they, you know, it, it it was covered. It sounds great on the record. It sounds great when it's played live. Um, when the band played it in '79, and then again when they played it in in 2000 on the farewell tour. It it fits. Um, it fits Ace's personality very well. You know, with, with growing funny flowers. Grow, well, mm. maybe not growing funny flowers. That's a little. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't picture. I don't picture Ace with a with like a watering <laughs> thing. You know, water watering flowers on his windowsill. I always but, thought you know, it was about him growing Mariana. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That does fit a whole lot better. <laughs> So I, I, I think I think it works though. So. I, I you know I think it's um it, you know it, it's it's again it's it's a Kiss classic as well that that hasn't been played in, in twenty plus years. So yeah, I, and again, there Ken mentioned like why don't they play New York Groove? Well, why don't they play this? I think you could. I don't think this would be nearly as blasphemous as playing New York Groove because the, the diehard Ace fans would be like, how can you play something off of Ace's solo album? Whereas if they played this, well, yeah, it, it's an Ace Fairly song off Dynasty, but it's also a Rolling Stones song. So I think you, I think Kiss could, I think Kiss could get away with this even easier than, than Tommy singing Shock Me, to be perfectly honest with you as well. And I'm surprised that they never even did that. And I, but I, and I think it would work. So I, and it's a great song. So I, I think it's 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 um it's deserving where where it is on our list. Yeah, Ken, your take on Two Thousand Man? Yeah, I mean, uh, this this song is is better than the Stones. If you've heard the Stones yeah. version, it's not, it's, sure. this this is much better. It improves that Stones. I don't know if Rolling Stones feel, you know, big Rolling Stones fans feel about that song but i can't believe that they liked it that much um it's not a well-known rolling stone song and for a reason um that's why you don't hear it on the radio ever uh so yeah it was an interesting choice for ace to actually do this and change it up and 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 make it work um and obviously it was good enough to where you know gene paul and the rest thought you know that they could do it and they got on the album so 
that's pretty amazing uh in my opinion but uh yeah it's a pretty decent song it, it was what probably one of my least favorite songs on the album when it first uh when i first got it uh but it, it's grown on me a little bit over time uh it's not a bad song it's a good song that's why i ranked it i think at four also like money yeah and Mark is showing some video from the Dinosaur Tour when, when they were performing Ace's yeah. songs. Yeah. Uh, what do you say about this song in particular, 2000 Man? Um, yeah, I think I have to totally agree that the Rolling Stones version of this song is terrible. I remember, I remember the first time that I went to go look it up to see the original. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is... It's one of the hardest songs to try to find on YouTube, I found. Maybe it's not now, but back in the day when I was trying to find yeah. the Stones version, I could never find it on YouTube. I was like 2000, I could never find it. And then finally, uh, I ended up getting, because I got a bunch of the Rolling Stones albums. I got Satanic's Majesty's Request, or whatever that album's called. And when I heard it, I was like really surprised. Like, this, this doesn't even sound like Ace's version of the song at all. You know, it's, it's so different. And again, it's... Uh, some people would say that Ace made it like simplified it, but I think he he gave it some real balls to it. I think the, the Stones version is just really odd, you know. But you know, Ace gave it the thing that we were talking about earlier. He gave it his stamp. You know, Ace is all about the blues. Ace is all about twelve bar stuff and stuff like that. And the, the whole A D A, you know, that 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 whole progression that he plays is very simple, and it's it sounds fine. You know, and and it's a very ace freely sounding. Like see, that, that's the kind of stuff that he writes around that scale set, and I I think it's great. I mean, uh, acoustically it worked really well in the '79 tour. It I thought it worked well too. You know, so uh, I I definitely think it's one of the stronger songs on Dynasty. Dynasty is one of my favorite uh, Kiss albums overall. It's in my top five. Uh, so when I first heard that. Wow. Uh, it was, it, I think on side A, it was probably not my favorite song, but over the years, it has definitely grown on me. And Ace is all over that record. I mean, he has three songs on that album, you know, that he does. So, uh, you know, you can't help but, you know, grow to love that song too. Because if you if you like Ace, Dynasty is an album for you, just like Unmasked is too. Yeah, Mark, you as a guitar player, I mean, Rolling Stones has been at times a pretty guitar-based band. Mm -hmm. If you would pick a Rolling Stones song that you really enjoy, what would that be? Well, I mean, I like I like some of their older stuff, you know, like I like yeah. uh, like like Bitch and Brown Sugar and yeah. Honky Tonk yeah, Woman and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, actually yeah. Honky Tonk Woman was one of the first songs I really got into, and it's so simple, that song. But yeah, that, that whole nice. thing with the cowbell to be dan, mm -hmm. dan, dan. it's so simple and catchy. And I think that's what uh, Ace likes about the Stones is that it's, you know, he likes that kind of simplicity. And also, speaking of Unmasked, Ace started using Keith Richards' open G tuning on that album, like Talk to Me and uh, Two Sides of the Coin. That That's an open G tuning for, for the guitar. So that's very Keith Richards. Yeah, bitch was always my favorite. I always enjoy yeah. that one. I like, I love that riff. Okay, top three, top three. Number three is let's reveal it. Uh, rock and roll hell. Ah, wow, 
Ken as a true Gene fan. <laughs> He's on the Gene team. Let's hear his take on Rock and Roll Hell. I love this song. That's, I mean, I, I put it at number one. Um, it is just a great choice for them to pick that to put on Creatures of the Night. Um, it's it's different. It's interesting that they put, you know pulled a Bachman Turner Overdrive song um, to cover. <laughs> Canadian piano. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, but it, it works so well. Uh, I just like the way you know it. it it kicks in at the beginning, then it, and then it drops off to the you know just the, the bass thumping and going on and into the verses. Just like I like the whole mood of the song, um, and it works somewhat well for for Gene. I mean, it's just a perfect for for Gene to sing. Um, so I, I, I mean, I like it a lot. I, I had it number one, so it's 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 one of my favorite songs uh of off of even creatures um i, I love it so much so uh, mm -hmm. i, I a just a great just a great choice great cover nothing wrong with it. it it just works totally for me yeah we all ranked it pretty high lonnie obviously what, yeah. what do you have to say about rock and roll hell? yeah i i like rock and roll hell it 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 it's talk about a song that fits in well talk about a cover song that fits in well on the album that it's placed i mean we were talking about um is that you a little bit ago I'm like oh i didn't know that like, i didn't know it was a cover right away i really didn't know and i had rock and roll i had copy of the creatures since i was like a little kid my older brother had it and i had no idea that that rock and roll hell was a cover for the longest time because it just flowed so well with the album and it and it, it just sounds kiss like get me out of this rock and roll hell take me far away it just Gene sings it so well. Eric's drumming on it is just incredible. And it, it just fits so good that I, even to this day, I hardly, I, I hardly even look at it as a cover. And I have to almost remind myself sometimes that it is a cover because it sounds so great. And, and they did such a good job doing it. Um, I had it ranked a little bit lower and I can see why Ken put it one with his love for Gene. And, and it is such an incredible song, but um you know, very fittingly that it, that it's at three um, on our list because it is so it's so well done. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, I had a number three as well. Um, when the kiss when the kiss creatures box set came out, this is one of the songs I found very interesting because it showed an early version of it where it the song started out with a dun dun dun, dun just that whole oh, yeah, groove yeah. thing, and then I think I think we talked about it when we did the creatures box review how. That part must have gotten tagged in late in the game at the very beginning. That da -da 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 -da. they must have added that in late when they're songwriting because it wasn't like that in the original. And if you listen to the Bachman Turner Overdrive version of this, it's similar, but there are elements of it that are different. Like the, the way they go into the chorus is different too. Like, get me out of this. Like he does that whole rock and roll bit a bit differently, how they get into it and get out of it. Uh, and I think Kiss does it much better. Like the, it's it's more smoother the Kiss version. It flows better. I like the production much better of the Kiss version of it. Gene sings it really great. I think it's one of his better vocals on the album for sure. Uh, it, it's such a great song. I mean, if you want to talk about a great Kiss cover, this would definitely it should be very high up on the list like it is because 
it has all the things in there that make it near perfect. Like even like what Lonnie said before, how keeping the essence and the root of the original, you know, just enough of it in there so you know what the song is, but putting enough of a spin on it so that you can honestly say it's not just a flat out, you know, rip off of it. You know, they they did add some elements of it that are different. Like I said, the the, the transitions between some of the parts are different and stuff like that. And the introduction is, is just totally fantastic of this song. So I, I definitely think it's a winner, this song. Yeah, I think that they nailed it. You know, uh, it, it fits so well to this record. So is it your dog, Mark, that's sounding in the yes. background? Yes. Yeah, is he's there snoring. trouble going on? He's snoring. What's going on? Shadow is sleeping. <laughs> he's sleeping right here. It almost sounds like someone is having sex in the background. But it, I thought the same talking. thing. I'm like, what is going on in one of these rooms? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so it's, who is moaning? <laughs> yeah, someone is moaning. Well, if we would have heard okay. some like mattress action, we could have made it. <laughs> okay, I'll never know what it is. Okay, it's Shadow and uh, snoring. Yeah, he's snoring. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now we have only had two songs left, and you guys might know. Um, Ken, what two songs are left? Do you know which the songs are? Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I don't know. No, <laughs> just, oh, I know. Oh, Mark? Mark? Oh, King of the Nighttime uh, World. King of the Nighttime yeah. World and God Gave Rock and Roll 2 yeah. or 2. Yeah. Those are the two final songs. Which one will make number huh. one? Let's I'm very see. curious. Number about two this. is, uh, I have to add that one. Just right two is probably oh, no, it, what happened? Present. Oh. I'm gonna say number two is later on. Uh, share screen. <laughs> shadow. Jesus, oh. Shadow, come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. No, like that. Okay. Let's reveal number two. It is. <laughs> oh no. It is. <laughs> this technology is killing me. God gave oh, rock and roll wow. to you. Wow. 13.5. And I was a bit surprised. I know two of yeah. us had it at number one. It was me. Really? And Mark. But Lonnie, wow. the revenge guy, didn't have this one at number one. For me, it's always been He's honest. a true kissified song. A true kissified song. Uh, they made some changes changes to it. Uh, they even changed the lyrics, and the whole vibe yeah. of the song is totally different than the original. The original, I can't stand the original. I don't think it's any good Argent. at all. Argent, exactly. Yeah, it's all about trees and uh, stuff. Yeah, but this one <laughs> is such it's a trees. great song, and I remember watching the video on MTV back in 1991, and it blew me away. Uh, I, I like the the video as well, and they added some makeup stuff mm -hmm. during the you know the the what's it called the the bridge I think, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the video was such a comeback for Kiss after the fiasco that is on the shade, you know all those demos. It sounded great, and it was uh, they were trying out Bob Esring I guess a bit and. Talk about a success. It did well over here in Europe. I think it mm -hmm. charted as number four in England. Wow. Uh, that's one of their that's highest. That, that's one of their highest ever. Jeez. And yeah. uh, it played 
all the time on on MTV Europe over here. So mm -hmm. it was a comeback for Kiss, and it was uh, the beginning of Kiss's revenge. Uh, so yeah. I always enjoy this song, and I, I think it's the best cover they ever did. I think it was. It feels like a Kiss song, and live it worked as well. Uh, and they added it towards the end of the show, and that, and that shows you that they believed in the song, and they felt that it was something spectacular that they wanted to slap on the the encore. You know, you don't play anything; mm -hmm. uh, you pick the special songs for the encore. And God gave rock and roll to you was uh, quite often in the encore for Kiss. So this is my favorite Kiss cover of all time. But it wasn't Ken's favorite. What do you have to say about God gave rock and roll to you? What do you have to say for yourself? It wasn't what number one. Oh no, it was number five for me. Um, you yeah, brought yeah. it down. Wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my intention. <laughs> no, um, they I, you know, it's a good song, great song. It's a vast improvement over the Argent version, like you said, Daniel. Um, it they did change like you said, lyrics and, and so on. And the whole feel is much better. Um, I liked it a lot when they first came, you know, first came out. I thought it was a great song when, you know, Bill and Ted's bogus oh, journey yeah, movie came out. Remember that? Terrible, like, I remember getting the soundtrack uh, for that. And, and uh, you know, I enjoyed it. It was different. I liked the way they had the little middle part to um, the, the little mellow, you know, acapella type, you know stuff at the middle um so yeah it's a really really good good song not my favorite one of theirs but it's obviously pretty high um it's one of the obviously best covers that they ever ever did so um no problem with it yeah if you're watching youtube mark is showing is. the video so it's, it's such a great video at least to me. Lonnie, you as uh, the revenge guy, what do you have to say about God gave rock and roll to you, and why didn't you have it higher? I didn't have... I had it at two. I did not have it at one. Um, I love God gave rock and roll to you. It is a fantastic song, fantastic video. I love it when the band plays it live. I wish they would play it live. I think it would be very fitting for them to be playing God gave rock and roll to you on the last tour. But that's the discussion for a setlist show. But I do enjoy, and we do a lot. We do a lot of discussions on setlist. But mm -hmm. um, I do love God gave rock and roll to you. It is it is fantastic. It's one. It's it, it is it is great. But when I put it up to side by side with King of the Nighttime World, I I like King of the Nighttime World better. That that's a pure classic Kiss song, and I. I, I couldn't, it was, it was tough, but I could not rank it above King of the Nighttime World. And I just like to point out that Mark has the root of all bad kisses, Bob Ezrin, and the top two songs we're talking about today right. are Bob Ezrin produced songs. Uh, okay, let's go on to Mark and, and hear his, his Very good response point, to these accusations from Lonnie. Mark. Yes, these, these accusations, okay. Uh, so, let me just uh, double check one thing here. So I have God gave rock and roll to you number one. Okay. Mm. Uh, yes, the root of bad kiss is Bob Ezrin. Now let me explain something here. You guys all brought up a very important point as to why 
I actually liked this song. Bob Ezrin was not really on Kiss's radar for producing. He had been for a little while, but as we all know, he had some major white powder problems over the years. And he, you know, was not exactly on everybody's list to produce anymore, especially after what happened on The Elder. Right. So mm. this song was a tryout to see if he was back, you know, mentally enough to do a song with Kiss. And what does that tell you that they didn't pick an originally written song? They picked a cover song to have Bob do first before they let him touch any of their original material, which mm -hmm. tells me a lot, which means that they still weren't 100% sure about his skill at that time because, you know, how Kiss are with their original stuff, especially at that time, they were very much, you know, writing a lot of stuff. They, they had to make a big comeback. They knew this record had to be huge for them. And as Daniel pointed out, this song did really well for them. It charted really well in numerous countries. The video was being played all the time. I mean, it was also a tribute to, you know, Eric Carr because he had passed. So that, that also gave it a little bit of prestige mm -hmm. as well because he was on the video, right? Uh, but I'm telling you, the song is good. And I've said before, from Bob Ezrin's work with Kiss, Revenge is probably the best thing that he's done with them sonically, maybe not songwriting-wise, but sonically, he's definitely very, very good on this one. But, you know, I, I think it's obvious why they did what they did. They, they didn't trust him still. And there was a reason why, because he is the root of bad kiss. Thank you, Mark, uh, for your views <laughs> on Bob Ezrin, the root of all evil. Okay, and then uh, there's no real surprise here. Because we all know number one is King of the Nighttime World with an average score of 14.25 out of a maximum of 15. So we all had King of the Nighttime World in the first or second position, I think. So uh, that says it all. And, and uh, I can start just by saying that King of the Nighttime World it took years before I even uh, understood that it was a cover because it sounded so kiss. It sounded so kiss and it fit the, the, the album perfectly. And uh, I have to disagree with Mark. I kind of like Destroyer. Or I like Destroyer. And many of the songs that Detroit Rock City, God of Thunder, King of the Nighttime World is right up there. So, uh, and it's always been a good song for them live and they opened up quite some maybe i think they opened up in 95 with king of the nighttime world in japan and maybe is that mark burping Oops, on our show <laughs> once sorry. again burping, <laughs> moaning blaming on the dog <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, but king of the nighttime world opened up i think in 95 when they played australia and maybe japan they opened up with this one didn't they open up the dinosaur tour with the king of the night world as well yeah mm -hmm. and yeah. i think it worked I, th I love that you know the tone that aces starts the vibrato that ace yeah a starts off the song with a vibrato and it totally works so it's a classic kiss song even though it's a cover so i can see it being number one 
uh, I, I can accept that. Uh, and it's a great Kiss song. And all of you guys seem to enjoy it. But uh, Ken, what, what do you have to say about King of the Nighttime World? Yeah, it was number two on my list. Um, great song, great cover. Um, yeah, it does sound like Kiss for sure, um, the whole thing. Uh, I think I've heard the, yeah, I've heard the original. Um, I can't, what's the name? I can't remember the name of the band right now. But uh, Hollywood something, was it? Uh, I can't remember. I think so. <laughs> I can't remember. But um, yes. it was, it was uh, you know, uh, an improvement over that song, too. Um, it was a good choice to put it in. Uh, it's a perfect song. You know, whenever I hear it, I want it to be right after Detroit Rock City, just like on the first album. And it was that way on Alive 2 also. Um, it just it's it just fits to fall right behind Detroit Rock City uh, when they play it. And I think that's the best way to to introduce that song. I wish they did that today. Actually, I wish they did that. You know, Detroit the Rock Hollywood City Stars. Is, Hollywood Stars. There it goes. Mm. Hollywood something. I do it. Um, so yeah, great great song. Made it their own. Another one where they made it their own, and it it just fits. It does fit the album Destroyer perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense. Even the lyric content of it kind of makes sense for a band, you know, King of Nighttime World, you know, being in a rock band, playing at night and Queen, like, you know, the night headline Queen, you know, like groupie or whatever, um, kind of fits. So it's, it's really good. Lana, do you agree this is the number one song that Kiss ever made a cover of? Yeah, it is my number one song. I mean, I, I ranked it over God Gave Rock and Roll to You and kind of surprised you guys a little bit yeah. with that, but it but it is so good. And it fits so well on Destroyer coming right after Detroit Rock City. And I'm with Ken. I wish they would play it live right after Detroit Rock City. Like, I wish they, you know, they're opening with Detroit Rock City on this tour. Go right in the King of the Nighttime world. Um, it, it worked well in the reunion tour, playing it right after Deuce, though, I thought, as well. I thought it, it fit in fine. You know, it, it sounds great after Detroit Rock City, but I thought it fit in fine after after Deuce on the reunion tour, and and it then they kind of abandoned it, and I think they they played it here and there. It actually in fourteen when they were touring with Def Leppard, the first night or two they opened with King of the Nighttime World, and then they abandoned it real quick, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a shame because. Um, I thought that was really cool. They're doing something different and opening with that song. I think it is such, it is a great opener as well. And the echo of Ken saying it, it is so, it, it, it just sounds like a kiss song. The lyrics sound like a kiss song, you know, far from our folks. They'll ever, they'll never, ever know. You know, it's kind of like take me almost like her mama didn't know she was there. I mean, it, it just fits. A bit cleaner. <laughs> right. It just fits so well, yeah. you know, of being out late with a girl you know doing yeah things maybe you shouldn't be doing and don't worry your parents won't know type thing it, it just mm-hmm. it's so kiss and it's so it's just in the vein of of so many kiss songs it, it just works so perfectly that's and that's why it's number one on my list i think from take take me the classic line is her moonlight shining down on her head <laughs> that's like <laughs> okay i know what's going on yeah. again that's yeah. pretty blunt. Okay, Mark, what about this song, King of the Nighttime World? Uh, well, once again, our good friend Bob E. shines on here. Uh, and again, uh, 
Th Eddie. This again is something where, out of all the songs on the album, I think this song has the least amount of infractions infractions on it compared to the other songs. I mean, you have like piano on Detroit Rock City. You have two bells on, you know, all these other things. You know, you have all these unnecessary instrumentation that doesn't belong on Kiss songs on there. But on this song, he doesn't do any of that. This is probably the most, the best example of him doing a more straight ahead rock song. You know, it starts off with the feedback guitar. It kicks in. It, it, it sounds consistent with the album because it has like, you know, the grandiose reverb and all that kind of big lush sound that he does on the album, which didn't need to be. Uh, and But he, he kept it on there and it works for this song. Uh, the drums are good on this song. I think Paul's vocals are good on this song. Uh, it, and again, like you guys, I didn't even know that it was a cover song until many, many, many years later after the fact. Uh, I think there was like some article on the internet actually that first kind of introduced it to me being a cover. I didn't even, I had no clue that it was a, that it was a cover song, but you know, Bob, I think can be given a little bit of space for this one, because like I said, he didn't, he didn't really botch this one as much as he did the rest of the album. In fact, I think this song is probably the one that's probably the most listenable on the whole album as far as, you know, none of that extra crap that he likes to throw in to songs. So, yeah, is it number one, number one in my surprise? No, I still think God Gave Rock and Roll to You should have been number one, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I have no problems with this being number one. Thank you. Uh, so here we have the final list, and if you see the average score, King of the Nighttime World, God gave rock and roll to you, rock and roll hell, 2000 Man, New York Groove, and Is That You. Those are the songs that scored real high. But according to the KISS FAQ panel, King of the Nighttime World is the best song KISS ever covered, made a cover of. So uh, I can live with that. I can live with that. Uh, but two more questions before we end the show. What? Let's start with this one. What song should Kiss have covered? They made some real bad choices. Then she kissed me. Maybe Kiss in Time and a few more. But there are a whole lot of songs that could have been great Kiss songs. Take a few seconds and think about that. And then let's go to... Oh, well, I can start. I always, I always wanted to have a cover of um, that Led Zeppelin song they always performed live. Whole lot of love. I think... Paul in his heyday could have done an awesome version of Whole Lot of Love. So I could have seen that ended up on maybe Smashes, Thrashes and Hits instead of, you know, Rock Hard or X in Sex uh, or even mm. being an additional song on that one. I think that would be uh, been kind of cool. It wouldn't have taken a whole lot of effort from Kiss. So let's put whole lot of, lot of, whole lot of love on that album. That would have been great. So that's my pick. That's a song that they loved. That's something that inspired them as youngsters. Why not put it on the album instead of like kissing time and then she kissed me and all that crap. Mark, what do you have well, to say? Actually, uh, one song I could I would have loved to hear them do uh, because on their tours, like for the Asylum tour, they they did uh, they did uh, "Won't Get Fooled Again" by the Who, right? But what yeah. I'd like for them to do because I know they're obviously Who fans, but 
I would have loved to have heard them do something like Pinball Wizard. I, I wonder what that would have sounded like hmm. if they did a song like that. You know, it's not a overly long song. It's a song that's, you know, pretty popular amongst the Who catalog and songs that probably Kiss fans probably already knew as well. All right. And, you know, it, it doesn't require any other kind of, you know, real, you know, like I, I can, I can, I can envision Peter and those guys being able to play it because he probably loved it as well growing up because even I remember reading Peter Chris saying that he liked the who as well. So it's very important if you're going to get a cover song from these guys, that it has to be a band that they all kind of love and appreciate. So I, I'd love to hear something like that. Hmm? That's a cool pick. Lonnie. I'm going to say American woman by guess who I think Paul Stanley <laughs> would have done a great <laughs> job. Yeah, at that. Yeah. Well, Lenny Kravitz covered it. It was originally yeah. done by, by guess who. Yeah. And, and Lenny Kravitz did a great job of it too. But yeah, I think, I love that I think Kiss, as much as you know, the image of that they really like to portray the red, white, and blue, you know, mm. American listen it, and and they have you know a couple other songs like that with the All American Man and and uh, Rocket in the USA. I think Paul Stanley would have done a great job singing American Woman, and I think it would have worked. Yeah, really, really well. I think that would have been fun. Yeah. Cool pick, Lonnie. Uh, that would have been something. Uh, Ken? I know there was rumors that, you know, they were th th thinking of doing covering, you know, Elvis, like uh, Jailhouse Rock. I think that would have been an interesting try <laughs> to, yeah. to do that. Um, otherwise, you know, uh, you know, instead of maybe, you know, like Ar you know, another Argent song, you know, Hold Your Head Up was a it was a cool song. I would have liked to hear them do that. Uh, possibly, you know, possibly. Um, there's another song that almost sounds like Kiss back in the early 80s, if you remember, uh, called uh, by the band Axe, which was Rock and Roll Party in the Streets. And I mm -hmm. thought, man, that's a song that Kiss could do. It's, it sounds like Kiss almost. Um, just the, the song itself. Um, I thought that would be interesting if they, you know, had tried to do that later in the 80s or something like that cover that but uh, those are a few yeah cool picks you guys should have worked for kiss back in the day <laughs> then we would have seen Absolutely. some cool covers maybe they should have done a swedish cover as well uh, i mm. would have loved them to see to do an abba cover like i know uh, i know ken has listened SOS? to abba <laughs> summer night city by abba oh, that's the wow. perfect song for kiss so that would be kind of cool Interesting. okay the final question for today's show is this. Covers from other bands that you have really enjoyed, that you think was mm. spectacular. Mm. I have to go with that Johnny Cash cover. If you remember, he did a Nine Inch Nail cover, mm. uh, Nine Inch Nails cover um, towards the end of his life. Uh, it was... Do you remember that one? It was a great, touching video. Yeah. Yeah. That's my pick. That's the. I think that's my favorite that's cover cool. of all time. I think it's so cool. The video, the song, you hear he's an old man, you know, knowing that the end is near, and that song just fit. And it's totally Johnny Cash, and you can't even imagine that it's a Nine Inch Nail songs when you hear it. So that's my favorite cover of all time. Such a great song. So go and listen to that, Johnny Cash. Though those albums did towards the end, it was wasn't they weren't they called like Americana or something? Americana. He did a lot of covers of American bands. Yeah, did them yeah. like country style, and I love those albums. 
but that cover in particular is awesome it's one of the best ever uh, let's go on to mark for this one let's hear him well there's two that come to mind immediately that i think are some of my that are my favorite covers uh the one for sure one won't be a surprise at all to people who know my love of yes and that's america i love that cover that he did of paul simon's song okay okay show somebody's at the door so uh, and Shadow's the other having a good show. Yeah, he's having a great show. <laughs> uh, and the second one that I have to mention because it was one of the most interesting covers I have ever heard is Typo Negative's cover of Black Sabbath. I thought that that yeah, was that's cool. That is the greatest that's whole record. It, that's that whole yeah. record is fantastic. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That 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 just shows a great example of what you can take an original song like that and put their stamp on it and it turned it into even more doom song than it was originally intended to be. Mm. Nice picks. Uh, Lonnie. Um, in the early nineties, I think Kid Joe did right, a done. cover okay. of the Harry chap of the Harry chap Chapin song cats in the cradle. And they mm. made it a mm. hit um, all over again. And that, I thought that was really, really good. And they I think they, I don't know if they still do it. They are, they, they are touring the well, US right now, but they I haven't seen them since it, early 90s but i thought that was really really cool they did a great job on that um i like that and i like um you know guns and roses has a has a whole album full of covers so that's oh yeah hard for me not to leave off that i think mm -hmm. they did a great job of uh down on the farm and they're actually playing that live in europe right now um and i hope it stays in the set list when they come back to to the states late late summer early fall so i think that'd be fun to hear some stuff off spaghetti incident which i think it's is is a fun album that gets overlooked mm, i remember being pretty disappointed when they released that one but I it's agree, hard but to follow it's hard to follow use your illusion sure but i i think yeah. throwing a song throwing a song off that album in the, in the set list today i think it's fun yeah, yeah it's fun yeah ken yeah well there's a couple um there's if you remember uh, the band of any of you know, uh, Clatu, right <clears throat> from yeah. the from the seventies, um, uh, they were an unknown band. But um, an, another artist covered one of their their songs, which was uh, "Calling Occupants of Interplanetary Craft." That song, mm -hmm. and the band that did it was the Carpenters, and it's so good. I mean. It's it's you know the carpenters have the you know the great production and stuff, but it's really really a good covering, enjoyable. You know, it's, it's a long song too. It's very long, and they kept it long and they didn't screw around too much with it. But so it was really really cool. It actually you wouldn't think it they could that would happen, but it was really really good. Um, another song, just another song, would be like a. That sticks out to my mind is Blackfoot uh, doing "Wishing Well," uh, which is a really you know a cool song, and they just made it their own on that one and you know rocked it out. So those are a couple songs that uh, I mean, there's so many covers out there, but uh, those are a couple that just come to mind. Cool picks, Ken. Clatu, uh, Clatu, uh, Lana, isn't that a Star Wars character? Clatu, <laughs> no. It sounds like yeah. a Star Wars character. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's, it's, it's like green, uh, green in the face, one of Jabba the Hutt. That's Greedo. 
no, 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 you have to go and check that out, uh, Lonnie. You don't know your Star Wars. Okay. And that's <laughs> that's, the, that's the show. No, I don't think that's it. I think he knows a lot, but I got him on that one. I got him on that one. Go and look up Klaatu. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's it for today. So thank you, guys. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.